is the bathroom on the other side. Does everybody get their own bathroom or do we have to share? Because on old ships, they literally had the poop deck where everybody went and pooped. That's why it's called the poop deck. Yeah. And it was like an open hole. It was like a latrine. It went into the ocean. Oh sometimes it went Could in the you? ocean. Sometimes they like stored it. But a lot of times it just went in the ocean. Yeah, why would you store it? Could you imagine this airship having a poop deck, but it doesn't <laughs> store it? It's just like raining <laughs> shit. Blop. It's fine. That's what the birds do. Okay, but like bird shit is a little bit smaller and different than like people shit. I don't think it smells as bad either. This is also like pre-GMO and like sugar-packed bread and stuff like that. Still, do you want to be walking around and there's like a giant turd flops out of the sky right on your head? Especially, what if somebody's having diarrhea? Ew. Yeah, I was, wait, diarrhea might actually be better than turds because it's kind of like as it falls like a really far distance, it kind of just turns into like the air. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that's how that works either. <laughs> Alright, this has got me hungry. Let's <laughs> All this shit talk. This is Bardic Mystery Tour, and we really hope you will adore these new detective bars galore coming at you in season four. Bardic Mystery Tour is a fifth edition DD actual play about a rock and roll band that solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing a Fearbold bass player. He's got a huge pet gerbil named Lars, who is the drummer in their band. Kemen, or the bass player, is 7'9", has dusty blue skin, and has a plus one fuzz bass pedal and a plus one bucket bass. Thanks to the man of the mountain. Hi, I'm Brayden. I'm playing Staff again. Staff is a changeling bard who shreds on the sixth string for the band Dream Lancer. He's a College of the Road bard from the Humblewood campaign setting. He uses the various skills that he has picked up on the road to keep his changeling race secret from his friends. They call him Roger Stewart. Hi, I'm Nora, and I'm playing Windy Snowy Mountains, a tabaxi bard. Last time, Windy learned an important lesson about touching things that you find in strange places. Because Windy spent half the episodes unable to talk and loving a cursed necklace. Wendy loves small, high places and cold weather, so she's looking forward to flying and rocking out on her plus one microphone slash magic wand. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang played some bocce bag on the deck of the Faint Rider until they discovered there was a murderer. They jumped right into mystery-solving gear and began searching for clues. We join them as Wendy tries to get past the Rakshasa Talakir. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. Can I go? Yeah, what? I want to ask Talakir if he saw where, what's his name went? Delantane. Yeah, he went into the cabin of Garrett and Vern over there. Oh, he told me to follow him, so I'm just going to go. Okay, he told me to make sure nobody else came in, so. It's weird. He said Vern's allowed in because it's his cabin, but he said it's really important that we respect everyone's privacy. All right, fine. I'll go investigate downstairs then. We want to make sure we catch this murderer. Yeah, I guess we do. And I go down the stairs. Okay. You go downstairs and there's not like a hallway as much as it just goes down to like a bunch of doors in a place. I guess it's a hallway because like that's what you call a spot that has a bunch of doors in it. But it's not like a long hallway. It's like that half of the ship or that half of the ship. Okay. Do I know what anything is down here? Have I been here before or no? So I'm going to call the one side the hold because I think that's the right word for a place where you store stuff. And I don't know what's on the other side. 
Nope. Are all the doors closed? Yes. I guess I shouldn't. Well, Talakira's not down here, so I'm just going to see if any of them are open. Okay. I'm going to start on the right side, on the first door I can open. It's locked. Next one. Also locked. I check all the doors. They're all locked. I think there's only two in this. I think there's like, go to the hold or go to the other door, which you don't know what is there. All right. I'm going to go rendezvous with the group then back upstairs. Okay. I want to look down the trash hole. It's dark. Do you have dark vision? No. It'd be interesting to explain a tiefling not having dark vision. Do tieflings have dark vision? I think yeah. they do. I'm going to real quietly cast light down in the hole. On what? Just in the hole somewhere. I think you don't you have to cast it on an item. I think you can cast it in an area. You could cast it on like a coin and then throw the coin down there. I'm not giving up my hard earned money. I'm just trying to be helpful. Pick up like a piece of penne from the ground. You touch an object that is no larger than ten feet in any dimension. Yeah, I pick up a piece of pasta, not a lasagna noodle. Because it's ten feet long. It's too big. Cast light on it, drop it in the hole. Alright. <laughs> Baby, there's some darkness all around Take my hand and I'll guide you through the night uh, It falls down, uh, you see like rotten garbage and stuff Do I see any keys? It's pretty far away I'll roll a check Like a Perception? Perception? Okay, it's a 14. Most of the food's pretty new because you've only been flying for two days. So maybe it's not rotten. It doesn't even like probably stink that bad yet. Although food can get stinky pretty quick. Especially with all these mushrooms on board, right? Right? <laughs> so I don't see anything out of the ordinary. It's just like food trash. Yeah. I mean, it's probably also like nine feet down or something. Okay, cool. Maybe more than that. Because the hold's probably got to be pretty big, right? All right. I want to check out his hand. It looks like it's holding something. What if I touch it? It's stiff, but not actually holding anything. Okay. There's not like an invisible thing in his hand. Nope. All right. I go back out and I run into the big guy. Oh, hey, man. Did I make it back into the kitchen yet? Yeah, Wendy walks in. Oh, hey, Wendy. Hey. Do you uh, deal with whatever you need to deal with? Uh, didn't work out so good. I'll uh, clean in later. <laughs> All right. I'm like, hey, Wendy, this is... uh. What's your name again? Ron Renser. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Ron, I, I, I thought have you a, said you were psychic or something. I'm having a strong feeling that this man did not die of natural causes. Vern says, does Renser start with a W? N yep. Does Ron start with a W? No, that's stupid. So uh, what did your psychic vision tell you other than the stuff that we already knew? Uh, hold on. And then <laughs> I wink at Wendy. And then I hold my hand up to the side of my head. And then I say, it's, I'm getting something. I'm getting, it's, it's all a little blurry. Something, uh, knees, bees, skis, skis, keys, keys. Okay. There's something about keys. Oh, are you a musician, man? You play what? the old, uh, ivory. Tickle the ivory. What are you talking about? No. God, no. Right. Do you, what keys do you like? You know, like minor. I have no idea what you're talking about. But Vern says miners are people that dig stuff out of the ground. Uh, yeah, man. Cool. So maybe a minor key would go to like a mine 
Oh yeah, or like a well. A, or underground somewhere. Maybe yeah. to a cart. Oh, we should go underground. Okay, let's go underground. I guess. But we're in the air. <laughs> like, how's that gonna work? I thought I was hand feeding these people clues, but when you're pretending to be psychic, sometimes you have to do all kinds of weird stuff. So I guess we're gonna go downstairs. Vern says, oh, Ron, we took off, by the way. Maybe you missed the announcement. What? We're in the air now. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't even pack. Isn't all your stuff in the boat already? Well, yeah, a lot of it was, but I left a bunch of really valuable mushrooms behind. We did leave a lot of stuff behind, but that just didn't fit on a ship. Sorry. Things are just things, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, let's go and look for... What did we decide? Uh, we're going to look downstairs, you know? Underground? Okay, we'll go downstairs. All right. I go downstairs first. Well, first I go out of the kitchen. Does it look like I can see the staircase? Yeah, yeah. I go to the stairs and go down. Yeah, okay. we all go together. All right. There are two doors. We try them out. They're locked. Oh, yeah, guys. I already tried these. They're locked. I knock on them. I say, Gus, cover me. And I look at the big guy when I say it. I look around. Me? Yeah. Obviously. Oh. Right, I ask right. who's Gus. Um, can I tell with my natural direction sense which side is underneath the trash? Yeah. Pit? Which one is it? I go I wanna unlock the other side. Okay. Actually I probably we probably do want to check the trash thing. I just don't want to get in trash because it's dirty. The trash area didn't look super huge and like this ship is pretty large and the stairs are kind of in the middle, so like one side's pretty big and it's way bigger than the little trash area was for All sure. I want to go towards the trash area. Okay. And I wanna pick that lock. Okay, roll a whatever manipulate object. Like a thief's tool. Sure. Was that a check in third edition? Uh, Manipulate object? Disable device was a check in third edition. I don't know. In second edition, it was called pick lock. And it was a percentile. And it was just like, you just got it for being a thief. Or a dwarf. I think thieves and dwarves could do it in second edition. Hmm. 14. That seems a little racist. I don't know. Second edition was way more racist than fifth, which isn't entirely not racist. It's true. It's... I got a 14. <laughs> Let's roll on. No, you don't manage. You do not manage to pick this lock. Well, let's try the other one. And like Vern's totally cool with us. Vern stayed upstairs. Oh, he didn't come with us. He's okay. mourning the loss of his buddy. Plus, I got the big guy watching our backs. Yeah, I'm watching your back. You mean Gus? Yeah. 19. All right. You pick the other lock. I give a hand motion to beckon Wendy to come with me and we slip in the door. There's a little hallway with three more doors. Also, if the big guy followed us in, then the big guy followed us in. I saw you were watching the hallway and watching our back. Yeah, I'm just going to watch the hallway. Okay. I close the door and I nonchalantly play hacky sack. All right. I hold one finger up to my lips and I point at the doors like we should check them. Okay. So then I roll a stealth check. 24. 23. Okay. And I go to the most left door. Okay. Since he goes left, I go right. Okay. I check it. Like, see if it's unlocked? Yeah. It is unlocked. Then I crack it open and look inside. No, it's like a 12 by 15 room or something like that. But there's also like a large bay door that's like on the outside of the ship. Is there anything else going on in there? There's a cot. A cot? Yeah. Is there anybody on it? Nope. Does it look like a loading bay? What's a loading bay? For spaceships. 
and it's kind of like a spaceship since it's like goes in the air. It's a little bit like a spaceship. It's where like, you hook it up where you, you're going to load all the stuff into it so you can put it like in your cargo hold or whatever. But it's where the big door is so you can like put big things through. It looks a little bit like that, but it doesn't seem like it's used for cargo. Okay. And there's like a feeding area. Like a trough? Yeah. Like for an animal? Yeah. I checked the right door. All right. It's locked. Okay. I move on to the next door. The middle door. Is that one straight ahead? Yes. It depends where you're standing. Is it locked? Yes. I go over to Raj and I whisper to him like super quiet. Raj is in here. Yeah. Well, I follow him into that room then. You mean Ron? Yeah. Sorry. I go over to Ron and I whisper to him super quiet. The other two doors are locked. Okay. I make a face like I'm trying to go that way now, but you're standing in the doorway. Okay. I get out of the way. I don't know how his face conveys that, but... Poorly. Then I pick the lock on the middlest door. Okay. 20. You open it. No, no. I just pick the lock. You unlock it. And then I gesture to Wendy to check it out. And I move on to the other door and pick that lock. All right. I open the door. All right. You open the door. You look inside. I guess there's light of some sort. Do you have... I have dark vision. You the dark? Okay. I guess Ron would have had trouble in the other room. doesn't matter. Uh, all right, Wendy, you open that door, and there's this large, I don't know, some sort of weapon, like a cannon, but like a sweet space-age magic cannon that has like a gunner's seat and like can pivot. And there's a big, I don't want to call it a door, because it just is like a slot that opens up if there's like combat of some sort. That's what I was going to ask. Like, it looks like you can get into it and then fire it from the ship. It's not intended to take off the ship and fire. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mounted on like a swivel. And it looks like it has like controls in the seat. They're like giant levers. Do I see anything else in the room? Nope. Okay, I leave. All right, I picked that last lock. Eight. It doesn't, uh, that didn't open it. I whisper to Wendy, this door's stuck. Let's get out of here. Did you find anything? I just found a giant cannon. Can we take it? No, it's not. Like, right. you can't move it. We'll come back for it later. Are you sure you don't want to like bust this door down? I think that might leave evidence that we were in here. The big guy knows knock. I mean, there's no one down here. How far away can... Yeah, go grab Gus. Okay, I go grab the big guy and say, hey, can you go cast knock on this door? Do it silently. Uh, okay. Uh, it's loud, though. How far away can people hear it? I know this information, and I'll tell it to you. Audible from as far away as 300 feet. That's most of the ship, probably. It's real loud. Like, everyone, everyone's going to hear it. But, you know, if you want me to do it, what It if? sounds like a bad idea. Okay, I'm fine with abandoning this plan, then. All right, let's leave without that guy. Let's go find Raj. Yeah. And we leave to go find Raj. I think we assume he's up top because we haven't seen him yeah. on the second deck, and we didn't see him down below. All right, so you guys go to the top deck? Yeah. I leave, in my mind, with them, but I stop to lock the door. All right, they don't really wait for you and feel like it's kind of rude. That's okay. Can I lock the door without using my thieves tools? No. Nine. All right, you convince yourself you locked the door. Perfect. You follow them up to the deck? Yeah. All right, you go up to the deck. On the deck, you see that dwarf that you saw earlier, and there's another dwarf that looks surprisingly similar to him, but has a red beard instead of a brown beard. It's beard and hair on the head and all that. They're not bald. 
So two dwarves? Yes. And you also see these three ladies that all look very similar. They're all dressed in matching dresses that are like ankle length, thickish material. And they all have like that eyedrop hole on their chest or whatever it's called. And one of their dresses is green. One of their dresses is red. And one of their dresses is purple. And they're all standing in a circle. You also see... Raj and Sally Shitstain standing over in one corner of the deck. Raj? See Raj? Yep. Um, one of the dwarves is named Fullis, right? Is it the red or the brown? Fullis has brown hair. Is the guy with the top hat there? Yeah, he's still at the helm. I think we should go up to Raj and be like, hey man, we were looking for you. Okay. You walk over to Raj? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over to... Oh, yeah? All right. You go over to Raj. What do you say to him? Hey man, we were looking for you. All right. He says... Yeah, well, all right. Did you find anything out? About what? About the guy that was murdered? No, I don't care. What? You cared before. Well, you know, I'm kind of moving on with my life, you know? What's your new thing now? Well, Sally Shitstain and I are going to start a band. Oh, yeah. Sally Shitstain says, we're going to call it Orthrus, Hound of Garyon. Garyon, maybe? And then Raj says, I thought we were going with Amonibor, the Deep Father. And then Sally Shitstein says, man, if we're going to go with a Demogorgon reference, we should stick with Amal Hethrodash. I think we just stick with the two-headed dog thing. What about Dreamlancer, Raj? Raj goes, well, don't you think Dreamlancer's kind of spent? No, we're on tour to get famous. Yeah, what? What? This is your band. Was my band. Now I'm going off on my own with Sally Shitstein, which isn't on my own, I guess. Okay. So you just don't care then? Also, when did you guys get here? We've been here. You were with us like 10 minutes ago. Oh. When we found the dead body. There's a dead body? Yes. What happened to you, man? Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, no, I remember. I want to check Raj's health, like maybe put my hand on his forehead to check his temperature and like see if he has any general signs of not looking okay. Uh, you gotta put your hand on his forehead and he kind of like, uh, like twitches away from you real quick. He's like, hey, that's all right. Can I grapple him? It's called personal space, Wendy. Can I grapple him? Yeah. You wanna try How to do I do that? To roll like an attack check. All right. It's either 12 or 15. All right. He wrestles free and he's like, Wendy, leave me alone. Okay. I turned to big guy and I'm like, hold him so I can check him to make sure he's not sick. All right. 11. All right, he also wrestles you off. He's like, what are you guys doing? I thought we were friends and you were going to leave me alone if I wanted to be left alone. Well, we thought we were friends too. And then you just decided to abandon us in the middle of our world tour. Yeah, real friends don't bail on each other without first having a discussion. Yeah, well, we're going big, Sally and I. I hate to butt in, but I do agree that friendship is really important. My best friend Gus and I have been friends since we were little. We do everything together. Well, if you knew anything about these two, you'd know that they just leave me all the time. I wasn't feeling well, and they just left me to go do stuff without me and hung out with my aunt or something. Stuff like that all the time. It's all the time with these two. You know, I want them to respect me, and they don't, so... I shush Raj, and I turn to Ron, and I say, Respectfully, this is a band conversation, and you should butt out. And then I turn back to Raj and I say, and Raj, you're the one who left us. That's true. I was there. And Sally Shiston says to Ron, so why don't you keep your mouth shut? Oh, hey, I'm Ron. Nice to meet you. I'm Sally Shitstein. 
It's a little flirtatious from my end. Less from hers. Yeah, that's this, this is right in normal. Well, uh, where are you staying then? I have a cabin. Okay, like near ours, or are you like moving on in that way too? Yeah, like so nebby. You know, you've always been that way. Okay. I think we should just leave him because clearly he's just not being very nice right now and I don't want to engage. I'm fine with that. You want to go talk to these ladies? Yeah, first let's walk away. Sally Shitstein like bats her silver hair out of her face and goes, and then they turn their backs on you and keep looking over the edge of the boat. I want to use my insight. Do I uh, kind of tell if that's actually Sally Shitstein? Roll an insight check. 17. Yeah, that's her. Okay. And I don't, I don't have any kind of clues what's going on with whole this imposter Raj. It's hard to say he's imposter Raj, but you know what I mean. Should I make you roll an insight on Raj? And if you do poorly enough, then I should convince you that that's actually the real Raj. <laughs> do it. Roll an insight. Can I have advantage? Okay. 17. You don't think that's actually Roger Stewart? Do I think that it's an illusion or like something else or no, no, no other information? It seems like pretty convincing, but something about your past makes you feel like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Are we away from them? Yeah, I think we stepped away. All right. I'm like, should we just like let him go because he's never around anyway and find a new guitarist? I mean, honestly, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. He's good, but he's not that good. That's true. Can Ronnie hear us? Uh, I feel like I'm sitting closer to you guys than you're happy about. Hey, I'm going to grab some drinks. You guys want some drinks? Oh, yeah. I'll take a drink. For sure. All right. It's been a rough morning. I go get some pina coladas. You go into the kitchen? Wait, I want that tomato thing with the celery in it. Bloody Mary. I want that. Okay, I, I go get two pina coladas and a Bloody Mary. Are you going to the kitchen? I guess so. Is there not a bar <laughs> on the deck? No. What kind of flying ship is this? I don't know. There should probably be one, but I didn't write a bartender, and that seems like now I have to add a cabin, and like it's going to get complicated. Right, yep, I go to the kitchen to make my own. All right, you go down the stairs, and as you're going down the stairs, you see a plant man. He's basically a humanoid-shaped person that is made of, like, viney tendrils. And he's walking toward the kitchen also. He waves some of his tendrils at you in, like, a greeting. Oh, hey. It nods its head. Are you going to make some drinks, too? Also nods its head. All right. And then it walks into the kitchen. Vern, you don't see there anymore. And uh, it walks over, and it grabs, like, a drink-making supplies real quick. And then it gives you, like, a little bit of a, like, a, what's uh, what you asking for there nod kind of thing. It's difficult to interpret, but, like, it does it a few times, so you can finally... Uh, oh, I was going to whip up some pina coladas and a Bloody Mary. It holds up... Uh, a hand-ish shaped clump of vines that look like it's saying like, you know, one minute, like the one minute gesture. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think I know exactly what you mean. You see it whip up two pina coladas and a Bloody Mary. Are you a bartender? It kind of gives you like a shruggy hand raised. A shrubby shrug? Shrubby shrug. You're not Tommy, are you? It gives you the good nod. Heard you're quite a cook. Uh, it gives you a thumbs up. Awesome. Hey, did you, um, were you in the kitchen whenever old What's-His-Face... It shakes its head. Garage. It shrugs at you. Where were you? It points out the door. And then it makes a gesture with its hand. It looks like uh, maybe its left hand makes like a vertical line and its right hand makes a horizontal line at the same time. They kind of cross in the middle. Oh, you're at the T. It shrugs. 
Okay. It gives you your drinks. That really is a shame what happened to old Garage, though, huh? It shrugs. Oh, you didn't like him? It shrugs. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'll be back in like 10 minutes. It gives you a thumbs up. All right. I take the three drinks back upstairs. All right. I go over to my real bandmates. Okay. Wait, are there two copies of Windy now on the deck? Nope. Only one Windy, only one big guy, only one Sally Shitstein, and only one Raj. I hand you guys your drinks, and I say, hey, uh, there's a lot of interesting people on this ship. Did you guys meet Tommy yet? Nah, who's Tommy? He's the cook. Uh, they're the cook. It's the cook. Tommy's a plant being. I think I ran into him one night while I was trying to get cookies in the middle of the night, and he was, it was in there. Tommy was in there. Well, it's hard to communicate with that one. All right. Well, I guess uh, good to talk to you guys. Yeah. Um, did I ever hear you guys are in a band? That's pretty yeah, maybe cool. Maybe not anymore. I, I don't know. I mean, Wendy and I are in a band. But one of our bandmates is leaving us. So we're going to have to rethink everything. Hey, guys. It's your favorite DM Ed. Um, I just wanted to say thanks a lot for listening to Bardic Mystery Tour. Uh, we really enjoy having all of you fans, and we feel really loved by all of your viewership and all of your outreach, all the replies we get to Facebook and Twitter posts we make and stuff like that. We really appreciate it when you check out our band camp and listen to our music, and we really appreciate it when you go to our Patreon and support us financially so that we can uh, give you some more content. Thanks a lot to everybody, and we're really glad you love listening to the episodes. But uh, without further ado, let's get back to this one. Dolentane walks onto the duck deck with a man you have never seen yet, who has a monocle and is wearing a corduroy suit. He's looking quite dapper aside from the fact that it's made of corduroy. I wave at Dolentane to try and like get him to come over to me and the big guy. I, I think Ron's near us, but yeah, Ron's in the circle with you guys. Oh, okay. So we're wave- drinking drinks. I try to like wave him down and be like, "Come over here." All right. Dolentane walks over, and he's like, oh, how's it going, Wendy? Pretty good. I just wanted to see what you found in Garrett's room. Garrett's room looks pretty clean. Not much to say about it. You didn't find any clues or anything like that? Nope. Are you really good at, like, investigating? Have you done any investigating before? I'm very wise and perceptive. Okay. Who's your friend here? Oh, this is Lord Falandinar. Thought you guys met the other day, maybe, uh... The other guy goes, uh, I think maybe we talked. I don't know. Is Lord Falandinar part of the commune? Yeah. Is he the only lord that lives here? Yeah. How did that happen? Oh, uh, Lord and Lady Falandinar left their life they had because they were over it. And they sold off their, uh, what was it that you did? And then Lord Falandinar goes, um, oh, we ran a textile, uh, mill and, uh, Made our fortune on that, and then we sold it off to an up-and-coming young man, and, you know, we took our money and ran. We ran into Dolentane. You know, we liked uh, his message and his uh, worldview, so we stuck around. What's his message? Help each other, do stuff together, and don't be super judgmental. Right on. You know. I can get behind that. Yeah. So, Dolentane, what do you think the next step in this murder investigation should be? Well... Trying to put together alibis. There's a lot of people here. And no one saw nothing. Did you ask everybody already? No. 
Well, maybe we should split up and go ask people what they saw and then reconvene. Or call everyone here. Well, we could, yeah, we could have like a big town hall kind of event. Yeah, these two hired me. I'm a psychic detective. That's not Oh, true. hey, how's it going? Hire seems like a strong word. They told me to talk to you about payment later. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I think these people will listen to you, though, so you could get everyone here. And we could interview everyone. It's kind of hard to wrangle everyone. They're kind of... Free-spirited. A mess. We're all over the place. And that's a little chaotic. That's a little many people for a meeting, you know what I mean? You never really want to... can get confusing. Hey, what's the deal with these three triplets? Oh, they're just part of the commune. I want to explain that they don't look like the same person. They're just all dressed the same. Oh. Do they look like siblings? No, no. Okay. They're just three different people. They're all human ladies, though. Well, we were thinking about starting with talking to them and seeing if they saw anything. Sure. They're fairly personable. Um, I asked the guy with the monocle, I'm like, did you see anything? Where have you been today and last night? I was down in the study with Gargalorian. Where's the study? It's next to the infirmary. Who's Gargalorian? Oh, you haven't met him yet? It's our local warlock. Do I know if warlocks know this? Spell shatter, typically. Dude, I don't even know that, so maybe we should look it up real quick. Are warlocks evil? I feel like normally if you're a wizard, you might be okay, and if you're a warlock, you're definitely dabbling in some black magic. It's not evil. I think maybe it's like, uh... Is it like less training, like you didn't go to wizard school? Yeah, yeah. It's So they trade, they make a pact with a higher power that could be mm, like, you know, a, a demon, it could be an elder god, stuff like that. So they get their power from some other force in like a trade for like loyalty. So they're not like evil, but they are kind of like culty a little bit, but they're like in their own personal cult. Okay. Which is separate from this boat cult. It's not a cult. Yeah, it's a, it's a, never mind. It's a community. It's a community. Is Gargalorian part of the commune? Yeah. We all, everyone, everyone here is really. Like everyone other than me and the big guy and Raj and Sally Shitstein? Well, you guys are all kind of, you know, part of this, right? We're hanging out. Well, you, I think you guys joined when I saw you guys play the other day. I didn't sign no paperwork. I feel like we just came Yeah, there's on not really paperwork boat. involved. It's not, there's no. Just a hang. No commitment. We're all just hang out. We all help each other, you know, like, uh, like, unless you guys are like real caustic or like, you know, maybe if you murder someone, that's bad. Yeah, murder's right out. I always have said that. Yeah, I feel like maybe someone's getting kicked out of the community pretty soon. Valentine, did you know of anybody that held a grudge against Karich? I mean, he was a little bit hard to get along with. Did it he, was, like, uh, sing off-key, or... Yeah, he was a bad singer. Click his pen a lot. Is there something you want to tell me, Nora? That wasn't on purpose. I was just thinking of annoying things that people could do. Yeah, and they have a stupid face. And we brought you here today. <laughs> this is an intervention. Did he chew cereal with his mouth kind of open, so it's constantly making gross, gross milk-sloshing noises? Was he always making up these stories about how he has a D&D podcast and talking about it all the time, but we all know he just fabricated that in his mind? It's real. What was the question? What kind of annoying, like, what things did he do that made him hard to get along with? Oh, he's just kind of, you know, a gruff kind of guy. I don't know. Abrasive personality. Oh, super abrasive, but... Did anybody else go into that pantry? Yeah, I was in there. 
Oh, before the murder? Oh, no. I went in there and found him dead. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he looked dead. I could tell you. Wendy said that he looked like he was holding something. Yep. Okay. And it seemed like he was too stiff to have the shatter that killed him. I think something else killed him. Oh, yeah. And she said he wasn't bleeding out. So we suspect a heart attack. It could all just be an accident. He could have had a heart attack and then somebody shattered, like accidentally shattered the pantry. Maybe he fell down and he shattered himself. Does he know? Wait, did he know this about shatter? Dolentine? As far as I know, uh, Garrett didn't really dabble in magic, but he does work on the engine of the ship, and it's definitely not non-magical, so mm-hmm. he's got to have some sort of inclination. Was there a smaller subsection of the population on this boat that would know how to cast Shatter? Like, could you give us a list of names? Um, let's see. Certainly I can. Certainly Lord Fallendonar. Here can Lord Fallendar gives him like a little nod. Gogalorian might. I'm not sure. I bet you Talakir. Maybe Azella. Who's Azella? Oh, Azella. She's uh, standing over here in the screen dress. I think Wendy, you can cast Shadow, right? Yep. So wow. I think we should go talk to these three ladies. Why? So you can hit on them, Ron? What? <laughs> um. But we we should probably butter them up with some drinks. That's weird. I just walk over to them. It's not that weird, but okay. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? They're like, oh, hey, how's it going? That was a real cool uh, show you guys put on. Yeah, thanks. This is my friend Wendy, and I like gesture over my shoulder, but because I, I don't know if she followed me. I did. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the murder? And that guy over there, he was in your band, right? Yeah. Cool. There's a murder? Did you hear? I heard a really loud bang. Yeah, someone was murdered. What? Who? If you had a guess, who would you think it was? She looks around and starts counting heads. Dr. Rudd? Dr. Red? Rudd? Paul. No, Foncia Rudd. Uh, no, it was not Dr. Rudd. Not a bad guess, though. It was, in fact, Garage that Tommy! died. Oh, Garage? Yeah. No, I like Garage. That's sad. We heard he's not universally popular, though. No, not the most. If you were going to pick somebody that had a grudge against him, who would you pick? Maybe Dello. Oh, yeah. We heard he kicked Dello's dog. Yeah. Why did that? They didn't really get along too well. Oh, why not? Well, Dello's real, like, whatever, and just lets things, like, uh... He's a go-with-the-flow kind of guy? Garage is like, uh, hey, your dog's gonna break all the things that are keeping us alive. And then Dello's like, you're so mean. And, he, like, Garage is like, you know, like, we have to make sure that the community doesn't die because you don't, like, potty train your dog. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty annoying when people bring untrained pets around all the time. Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your, all your, three of your names. Um, the lady in the green dress says, well, I'm Azella. And the lady in the red dress says, I'm Malene. And the lady in the purple dress says, I'm Kays. Kays? Kays? Dude, someone's got to keep tracking these pronunciations. You need to start writing them in a way that's like phonetically makes sense to you. Mm. So we can all know. Let's go with Kays. What have you three been up to today? Did you see anything suspicious or... Uh, Malene says, no, we were just hanging out in, uh, like our cabin. Now you guys aren't a band, are you? Cause I see you're all dressed the same. No. Nope. And I give them a winning smile. I've maybe dabbled in like the guitar, but not enough to be able to actually play a song. Mm. It takes practice, you know? Yeah. I think it's amazing. You guys are so amazing. 
Uh, I look them up and down to like check for jewelry to see if any of them have anything that has like mica because that's the material component you need for shatter. Roll an investigation, a perception check, maybe. Six. You don't even pretend to look for jewelry. Um, what if I look for their, like, at their clothes to see if they have, like, dust from, what's it called on it? Pasta. Dried pasta dust. Cornstarch? From, like, a, from, like, a shatter gone wrong. Yeah, they don't, nothing looks amiss about them. All right, ladies. Well, we uh, need to keep interviewing the rest of the crew members, make sure we can find this murderer so that everyone's safe on the ship. Okay. Well, I heard that we're uh, getting pretty close to Leiden, so maybe, you know, we get there. I think we heard that we're not, we're not going to keep going until we find the murderer. What? Yeah, yeah, we're stuck here in the air. Azella slams her fist into her palm and goes, damn it. Oh, you, did you need to go to Leiden for something soon? Uh, no. Insight check. Yeah. 11. 19. She seems to be preoccupied with something else, but not really lying to you. Mm, okay. I ask her, do you have a sweetheart waiting for you in Leiden? No. Sour heart? No. Okay. I want to try and persuade her to tell me what she was looking forward to in Leiden or like what's making her frustrated about the fact that we're not going to get there as fast as she was hoping. Uh, 25. What are you saying to her? You can tell us what you were looking forward to. It's not shameful to share your feelings with others. She says, well, I wasn't going to tell everyone this yet, but I think that my time with the commune is probably over. I did a lot of soul searching. We did a lot of, uh, talked to a lot of people about different, uh, you know, aspects to overcome some of my, you know, past traumas. And I think it's time I move on and, uh, get back to, you know, life goals and. So you were just looking forward to the next stage in your life and now you got to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. I, that seems frustrating. Makes sense. Well, what about you two ladies? Are you going with her? Uh, they both say yes. Yeah, why you guys have all the same dress, you know? Are you, like, a team? Like, yeah, something like that. Like, what kind of team? Like, acrobatics? Dance? Something Fighting? Like, something like that. Does Dolentane know that you're planning to leave? I don't know that I necessarily talked to him about it before, but I don't think it's a problem or anything. Okay, yeah, he told us everybody's free to go whenever they want, so I was just curious. Yeah, he's always made us feel that way. All right, what if we guess the first letter of the kind of group you are, then you have to tell us we got it right. Okay. You each get one guess as a group. Okay, I'm in my own group. M. Yeah. No. S. No. G. Nope. Thanks for playing, guys. H. Next contestant. Come on down. I want to ask Lord Falandinar. Why his name isn't Lord Falcon? Me too. What kind of group these three ladies are in? Um, I don't know if I understand your question. Well, they said they're not a band, but they're all dressed the same. And I don't know if they're sisters or if they are maybe like some sort of bank robbing team. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I'm not sure. They refused to tell us, even though we guessed the first letter. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it would have to be a necessary pact. Do they look like they're going somewhere? Like right now? They're just standing on the deck, hanging out, enjoying the breeze. Can I rack my brain? Go nuts. I want to remember if I know where there would be like a check-in desk. Check-in desk. Yeah, like, because there are rooms and there would be keys to the rooms and like a check-in desk, sure, like a sure. hotel. You don't feel like you've ever seen one. Okay, where did we get our keys? You didn't check it. Uh, 
Dalentane gave it to you. Where did he give it to me? Like, probably in, like, one of the caves next to the ship. Remember, the mountain was, like, a mountain, and then it, like, exploded, and the ship came out of it real dramatically, and it looked awesome. Yeah. There was more to the commune that got left behind because they were ditching Fame Mountain for the coming war. So they left commune members behind on the mountain? No. All the members got in the boat. Oh. They're just more commune space, like the gardens and stuff. If you count mushrooms as people, then yes. Depends on the mushroom man. Depends on the mushroom man. Depends on the mushroom man. I'm going down to talk to the doctor. I'm going to be like, hey, two-thirds of Dreamlancer. You guys want to go talk to the- R-E-A-M-L-A-N-C-E-R. If the exclamation point's a letter, that's, that's 12. 12. Okay, and that's two-thirds. Dreamland. Dreamland. Let's go talk to that doctor and see if they can do an autopsy on this body. We can get some more forensic evidence. Well, I think we should just rename our band Big Guy. I think we should be Big Guy and Windy or like the Big Winds or something. Yeah. Because Raj is gone, so. All right. Well, let's. I'll go get some drinks while Wait, you guys you think about it. Nope. I remember I don't even know what a musical key is. Yeah, what were you talking about keys before? I had a psychic vision that there's something to do with a key that's important to this case. How did you become psychic? I was born this way. Well, what uh, kind of keys? Don't you know tieflings are related to devils? I did oh. not know that. Everybody knows that. What kind of keys were they? What did they look like? Were they gold? I'm not sure. Silver? The vision's not that perfect. You know, it's a little fuzzy. They were fuzzy. No. What? No. The vision was fuzzy. Oh, oh. Are you part of the commune? Yeah. How else would I be on this boat? I just, you, didn't look, you boat. don't really look like the rest of these kind of dudes. I haven't seen any other tieflings. To be fair, I haven't seen any other Rakshasas either. All right, let's go talk to the doctor. But where were you during this murder? I was in my cabin. Can you show us your cabin? They have to sleep for a long time. No, because my cabin mate is Raj, and apparently you guys don't get along, and you're probably going into the trash's stuff. And we all know... (laughs) We all know... (laughs) We all know what? And everybody knows that's the number one rule of the high airs. Is that you don't let people trash your roommate's stuff, or else they might throw your stuff out the window. I hadn't heard that one before, but it makes sense. You're clearly an experienced air traveler. Yeah, I've been in the commune for quite some time. Before we go down to talk to the doctor, I'd, I'd just like to make sure we talk to these dwarves. It really hasn't okay, been an good. air commune for that long, though. I want to look in the air and see if there are air whales. That would be cool. Well, before we go below decks, I'd like to thank the ladies for their time and then go talk to the two dwarves. Okay. So, Ron... I'll go talk to the dwarves with Wendy, yeah. All right. We go up to say, hey, Foolis. Hey, how's it going? Who's your friend here? Oh, that's Dello. Hey, Dello. Who's your friend there? That's Foolis. Did you guys hear that there was a murder? What? Yeah. I want to see if it looked real, if it was real shock. Yeah. Insight. 19. 19 also. 15. All right. They both look like maybe they already knew. Perhaps someone has told them. You don't seem that shocked. Yeah, actually. Um, well, what do you guys think? Who do you think did it? I don't know. There's nobody on board that has any grudges against Garage. Oh. Dello says, I don't know. I would be suspicious of Lord Foundanar. Why? 
Why did uh, Lord Falandinar have a grudge? Because his wife was sleeping with Garage. Who's his wife? Mm, Lady Falandinar. Lady. That's Fal- her name. Falandinar. Lady Falandinar. Uh, they have us all call them Lady and Lord Falandinar. I don't actually know what their names are. Do you think they call each other Lord and Lady? Like in they the don't even use regular their real names anymore. Lord, Lady. Yeah, maybe. That seems a little out of character for the commune. I don't know. The commune's pretty open and accepting in general. Yeah, so why would they be mad? No, it's weird that they retain their titles from before they joined. I know, because they were like, well, we gave up this world of textile, mill, and whatever. To be fair, a lot of the commune's fiscal well-being is due to Lord Falandinar's contributions it's also not like a socialist commune. <laughs> we all do kind of help each other, but it's not like everything belongs to everybody or anything like that. I heard that things are just like things, man. Yeah, a lot of people are not super caught up in physical materiality. Was Garrett married? No. So he was just like, did Lord Felindinar know that? Garrett was sleeping with his wife and like approve of it, or was he doing it behind his back? That's his story. Hmm. I want to intimidate Dello and say, Well, we heard on this very ship that you were the one with the grudge and that you were the one that killed Garrett. I'll help. Six. <laughs> Who'd you hear that from, Azella? We heard it from multiple people, actually. Oh, figures. Yeah. We heard he kicked your dog. He did kick my dog. You don't hold that against him? I kind of do hold it against him, but not enough to kill him. And where's your dog now? My dog's dead, thanks. Whoa, is it from the kick? No. Do you want to scratch Lars? Yeah. Okay. All right, he scratches Lars behind the ear, and Lars goes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so how long ago was this so-called kicking incident? This is like six years ago at this point. No one cares anymore. Yeah, so you're probably over it. Yeah. You can get a new dog. I could have if I wanted to. Yeah. But turns out owning pets is a pain. And a sin against God. Well. No. Hey, uh, I got a question for you, man. You know, could you describe this lady person? Lady Far? Falandinar? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. She's the one that wears those, like, patchwork ball gowns. Oh. Uh, All right, all right. How long ago did Lord Falandinar find out that his wife was cheating on him with Garage? Uh, I don't know. Well, when did you find out? Everybody knows. It's like the gossip mill around here, you know? Oh. Yeah, that's true. I've been here a long time and I have the same experience. Yeah, exactly. I like how they just all back up in story. He probably already knew. <laughs> it's like you guys aren't even really in a comedy. He's like, I forgot your name again. Oh, it's Ron. Yeah, yeah, Ron. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, well, uh, sounds like we need to go talk to Lord Falendinar and find out where he was during this whole thing. I know he said he was with that warlock. What do you know about him? Gargatel. Gogolorian. Yeah. Uh, he's weird, spooky, and mysterious. Oh, why? Because one of his ancestors was a devil or demon or something? No. That makes you evil, not spooky, mysterious. What makes you spooky and mysterious is that you commune with... Like, vague ideals instead of, like, conscious deities. Right on, man. All right. Do I see the patchwork lady? No. So she went below deck? Because she was on the deck before with us when Vern came out, wasn't she? Yes. I described her dress, and I wondered if this guy with the eyepiece 
and the corduroys knew her, and I wanted them to meet because it seemed like a textile-y kind of thing, and it turns out they were married the whole time. Right? They might have already met with the Man, marriage and all. this story is fucking cool. I think it's time for us to go and talk to the doctor and the warlock in any order that you guys want. All right. Let's go talk to the doc. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find out when this lady... I have fancy ball gown. It was after we played shuffleboard. And before no, no. the murder. You we didn't, didn't play, play shuffleboard. shuffleboard. Oh, I'm sorry, but when we played bocce ball, beanbag, bocce. Bocce bag. So she was on deck, and we saw her on deck before Vern came up. She was hanging out with the dwarf, Fullis. Yes. Yeah. The two people that are on deck that we still haven't like really interrogated are Amic, the fancy top hat dude, and Lord Falundar. Fal- Falundinar. Falundinar. Falcon. Falundinar. Uh, because we talked to him already, but we didn't interrogate him about this whole sleeping with his wife thing. So, do you want to do that first, or do you want to go to below decks and go talk to the doctor? We could split up. Do you guys want to split up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go talk to Amic. I'll take the doctor. All right, I'll take the warlock. That wasn't one of the options. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was Lord Falundinar. There were a lot of options. Okay. Well, we can do that. That's fine. I'm going to go talk to Amic. All right, Wendy, you go... Up a half a flight of stairs to the top of the deck part of the boat, whatever that part's called. That might be called the bridge. I think that's the bridge where you steer from. And there's a man standing behind a wheel. He's wearing a top hat. I wave at him and I say, hey, Mick, I really like your hat. Oh, hey, Wendy. Thanks. How's it going? Well, we're trying to solve this murder. There was a murder? Did anybody come tell you about that? No, I've just been driving this boat and no one tells me shit. That's really rude of them. You should talk. You guys should have like a town hall thing. I guess I can't say no one told me because I feel like you told me. I mean, I'm a little late to the game though. Yeah, but like honestly, like this was only like maybe minutes ago. So. Wow. It feels like a lot more time has passed. So I tell him, yeah. Garrich is dead, and somebody well, sucks. somebody cast Shatter on him in the pantry. Mm. Do you know who would have had a grudge against him? No. I'm not really part of the rumor mill, so I don't get all the gossip, but like, it seemed like everyone kind of liked him. He's a good guy. Oh, I heard he was a little gruff around the edges. Oh, maybe he's a little gruff. All the newcomers, I think, take a while to warm up to him. Oh, who's new on board to the commune? Other than, you know, our bandmates and Sally. Uh... Yeah, you guys are most of the new ones, I guess. Who joined the commune most recently? I mean, we've had some people leave recently, but not really any new people. That's part of why we're getting out of there. Like, the slow trickle from the Trail of Fame was drying up mm-hmm. on account of the shrines were getting destroyed. Uh, you know, all the people coming out of Screeching Mole or what, Screaming Mole were all kind of like had the same sound. It turned out Dolentane just kind of like told everyone that they could do it. It makes them like a little bit better, but like confidence is a lot of it. A lot of people, they just want to be famous and they don't know what it's like. Even the, just the experience of fighting and killing goblins together with your friends can like really bring you together. And that kind of bond is the kind of thing that can make a band stronger. Also, you know, the magic items they got from the shrines, that didn't hurt. Well, apparently this experience made our band grow farther apart because Raj is trying to leave our band now. Oh, that's a bummer. You see him over there talking to Sally Shitstain? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm really disappointed in him. Well. But anyway, tell me, where'd you get this hat from? Oh, I bought it in Dress Bit. Yeah? Yeah, there's a nice tailor shop there. It came with a whole outfit, and I just hucked the outfit. I didn't like it. I like the hat. Can I try it on? Sure. If you give it back. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give it back. All right. 
I asked Amick if I look good. He's like, yeah, it looks real good. You should get one of your own. I will next time I'm at a hat place. You look real top act. I give it back to him. That's a phrase that people say. Just a normal phrase. <laughs> it's an old Elvish saying. I'm, I'm done interviewing him now. Okay. Beerbog, where'd you go? I went to see the doctor. You go down to the infirmary? Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time. You go in and there is a wood elf lady who's wearing like a lab coat and she has a stethoscope around her neck. Uh, I'll go in and I'm like, hey there, doc. She's like, oh, how are you feeling? Uh, pretty good. How are you feeling? Tip top. Nice. Nice. Uh, what would you say is the best cure for someone who's been murdered? Probably necromancy at that point. Do you know that? Nope. Do you think anyone on this duck boat knows that? Who knows, man? Maybe. All right. Uh, did you hear about a murder? No. There was a murder. Oh, no. Do you want to come and check the body out with me? I'll bet Dolantine is not happy about that. I'm not sure who that is. He's probably not happy about it, I think. Do you want to go look at the body with me? Do you know anything about yeah. death? So, yeah, I've seen dead people. I take her to the pantry. Okay. She says hi to Talik here on the way past. Me, I give him the three-finger peace sign. He looks at his hands oddly and gives you the backward three-finger peace sign. Yeah. That's the three-finger war sign. Oh, no. Oh, no. We go into the kitchen. All right. You see a plant man. Hey there. He gives you a plant thumbs up. I give him the three-finger peace sign. He changes his hand from having, like, a ball and a thumb to having three fingers. And it's like, ah. He, like, grows it that way? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dr. Rudd is like, oh, hey, Tommy. And Tommy waves at her. I'm like, can you talk to him, like, and understand him? Can he talk to you? She's like, yeah, yeah, we can talk. Cool. Does he speak a language other than England alien? Yeah. Yeah, what does he speak? Oh, it's uh, Vinyan. Cool. It doesn't really, like, it has its own name in its tongue, but, like... We just call it Vinyan and Inganalian because we can't even, like, make the sounds. Well, uh, it, uh, the guy, uh, mm, the body's in here, and I bring her to the pantry. Okay. She immediately tries to take his pulse, and then she says, this body's been dead for hours, if not days. Is it because he's cold, or? And rigor mortis has already set in. How long does it take to do that, you know? I think, I think, like, four to five hours before rigor mortis sets in, and it can last for days, like, Two or three days, I think. I don't know. If we're wrong, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Does it look like he was shattered to death? He clearly wasn't shattered to death because he wasn't able to bleed when the shatter happened because rupturing his eardrums from shattering him would have caused his ears to bleed, but there's no blood coming from his ears. So what do you think, like, what does it look like he died of? I would have to do a full autopsy. Do you want me to carry him up to your office? Sure. Also, everyone just left the dead body in here? Or like, do you want to do it here? Like, how do you... What's your normal... What What do you normally do when there's a murder? Let's get into the infirmary. All right. What do you normally do? protocol. We're just a small town. This never happens. I take the body as carefully as I can. Wait, wait, wait. Is there like a rolling cart in yeah. the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. There's like a server cart. I think that is probably better if I don't like lift him up and like firemen's carry him over there because of the whole like destroying evidence situation. It's tricky though because rigor mortis. So like the muscles are all seized up or whatever. Right. But like. All of his bones are shattered. Yeah, so who knows what happened. So he's like floppy stiff. All right, well, um, I ask her to help carry like his feet up, and we lift him up onto a cart. All right. And then I roll the cart down. 
All right, do your autopsy. When you walk past Tommy, Tommy uh, just stares at him the whole time. It's weird because Tommy doesn't really have eyes. He has, like, eye holes. Yeah. And then you walk past Telekir. Telekir lowers his head and, like, touches his forehead with his weird backward fingers. I'm like, sorry, man. And then we go to the infirmary. Shrugs. All right, go to the infirmary. Yeah. Dr. Rudd's like, I don't know. It's going to take me a while to try to come up with anything. This is a mess. All right, I want to look at him once real quick now that he's in a better light, and then I'm fine with letting her do that. All right. Is that investigation? Sure. 13. All right, you inspect him pretty closely. You don't see any outward injuries or signs of a struggle. What number are we in? Seven. Uh, I'm like, hey, dog, we're in room number seven, so if you can't find us... And you want to let us know what's going on or what you find out, let me know. We'll be there. She's like, the boat's not that big, so I'll get a hold of you. Cool, cool. I assume uh, Dolentane has locked the boat down and we're not going to land. Yeah, I think he said soon. that. So Until we get this murder solved. Because right now we're isolated. And we know we can catch the murderer. If we land and contaminate it with the street folk, we may lose some people real quick. Yeah. All right, I leave the infirmary. Am I in the hallway with the Rakshasa guy? Yeah, Talak here. I'm going to like nonchalantly drop my hacky sack and then pick it up and then just start, you know, hacking the sack and try to listen and see if she says anything. Okay. Ron. You should always pick an R and then it's easy. You, you know? can just always call me Staff and it would also work because that's who my character is. Okay, Staff. But we don't know that. No, you can't. Only I. I'm going to. The warlock, Gargalorian's hut. Where do you think you would find this warlock? Are you just going to wander around and hope you can find them? The study. All right. In the study, there are books everywhere. It's not like library, like floor to ceiling books, but there's like a good sized bookshelf with a bunch of books on it. There's like an alchemist table looking kind of thing with like a bunch of reagents maybe on it and things like that. And you see this human that is wearing this owl hat, like a... Brown owl hat made out of, like, felt. Does it look like the head of an owl? It's like a cute little kid owl cap. Okay. And they're wearing a brown cloak. And you come in and they're sitting at a desk and they're writing. Um, excuse me. Oh, how's it going? Uh, actually not that great. Have I met you before? I think so. My name's Ron. Oh. Uh, Ron Renser? Oh, all right. Uh, I'm Gargalorian. I don't know if, uh... I think we've met. I've been a member of the community for a while. Oh, okay. I stay in my cabin a lot. Uh, okay. Anyway, did you know about any of the sad news that's going around? No, what's going on? Oh, so you know Garrett, right? Uh, no, who's Garrett? Oh, he was the main engineer? Oh, I might have met him. Hated dogs? Okay. You know, it's not ringing a bell? No. He was Lady Fallendinar's mistro. Okay. This is not ringing any bells. Anyway, he used to be those things. I take it Lady Fallendinar has something to do with Lord Fallendinar. Oh, they've been matrimonially encumbered. Okay. Most of my dealings here are with Lord Fallendinar. Well... I'm just trying to piece this together a little bit because all those things I've said about Garrich are things that used to be true because now he's been the victim of murder most foul. Interesting. So where were you the last hour? Uh, I've been in here with, in my study with Lord Fallendinar. Dolentane came in and said that he had something he had to talk to him about and uh, then they left together. Hmm. But he did not mention the murder. 
Nope. Maybe he did. Okay. Well, what are you working on in here? You know, my studies. Magic. You ever study magic? Have I ever? And then I produce for him a wonderful cantrip. I cast message. And I say to him, I'm actually a psychic detective. Oh, the bardic schools. Oh, well, yeah. How do you feel about formal magic? I have to tell you, it's for the posh. Do you consider yourself posh? No. So, do you feel out of place having posh magic? Yeah, and I feel disconnected from my ancestors. Yeah? Yeah, but I just didn't know any other way. You know, you could sign a pact. Well. I know a guy. What kind of pact? A soul pact? What kind of powers could I get from that? You could rule the world with an iron fist. That doesn't sound bad, but what if I run into a problem where I have to destroy some crystalline structures? Is there a spell for that? You're trying to destroy crystalline shapes? I'm just hypothetically saying that's a thing that could come up. Absolutely, we have the power. Although, if I recall, do the Bardic Colleges not teach you Shatter? They teach some people them, but not everybody gets every spell. I know how it is. You can't have everything. Can't have it all. It's so difficult to decide what to have, what not to have. Yeah. Well, you have to always you set your sights on real, achievable goals. As long as you keep learning... And bettering yourself. You too can one day be a god. Yeah, that's what I always... I've always said the same thing. Or five gods. Yeah, well, I've I've never said that, but... Okay. Like, why be one god when you can be five? This is a good question. Why be five gods when you can be 24 gods? I could be a whole pantheon. Well, anyway, speaking of being a god, can you bring that guy back to life? No. Hmm. I believe it would be immoral. So what's the price? Your soul. <laughs> I'm just joking around. No, but seriously, you sign a pact, real? You know? I mean, like, I can, I can summon one of the old gods. You can sign a blood pact. We'll get you your guy back. Um, he, you know, he's less important to me than that. I'll be honest with you. If I was gonna sign a pact, I'd want to have something good, like shaped stone or something. Anyway, thanks for your help. Maybe I'll come back and talk to you some more in the future. Yeah, feel free to use my texts while I'm around if you want. Don't take anything out of my study without my permission. Okay. Um, and then I leave. You see the fear bulb pushing a corpse down the hallway with a wood elf. I just uh, watch and say nothing. And then the fear bulb comes back out a little bit later and just stands there, pretends the hacky sack, and listen. But he drops it once, suspiciously, because you've seen him hack like 16, 17 times in a row. And this time he just hit like once and missed it. That is suspicious. Alright, I'm gonna head back up and try to bump into Wendy. Do I hear anything while I'm You hear a tiefling walk up the stairs. I look. Is it Ron? It's Ron. I still listen to see if I hear anything from the dock. Ron, you see Wendy getting exasperated from talking to Amic. I'm gonna head over and save her. Okay. And that's why top hats are a terrible form of hat. Amic's like, wow, I just said you look good. They're just impractical, man. I don't know what to tell you. Style and practicality are almost complete opposites. I guess that's true. But this windbreaker that I'm looking to buy next, stylish and practical. So what are you guys talking about? Just talking about fashion. I know a lot about fashion. Yeah. Uh, He looks you up and down. How'd the talk with Gargalorian go? Oh, 
That's uh, it makes this. Who's Gog? 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 He's that warlock. That weird guy. Do, yeah. Is he not part of the commune? Oh, uh, uh, you know, everyone's kind of whatever. What if people don't want to be part of the commune? Then they can leave. But what if they don't want to be included in the commune while they're on the ship? They got to jump off, I guess. Look, this this flying ship thing's kind of new to us. Honestly, I'm surprised I can steer this thing. It's a good thing there aren't, like, rocks and stuff I could hit. This is the first time I ever drove this thing. There could be a mountain in the way. I read the manual real quick, like, three nights ago. So far, I'm doing a good job. What do you think? I mean, it seems pretty... I'm kind of glad to finally have a job, because before that, I was just, like, rock mover. Mm. Yeah, tell me about it. Helmsman sounds cooler. I'm thinking I might make a helmsman patch for my hat. Hey, cool. Um, Hey, Wendy. Hey, what? Can I borrow you for a second? Yeah, sure. And then I pull Wendy away, and I'm like, what are we talking about with that guy? That's a great question, Ron. This is almost as bad of a conversation as I just had with Gargamesh. Yeah, what do you say? Gargalorian. Gargalorian. There's no, it's Gargalorian. That's not how I wrote it. I don't. Yeah, there's definitely an R in there. Gargalorian. Gargalorian. There is an R in there. It's right before the I. There's two R's in there. Incorrect. Yeah, he wants me to sign a pact and sell my soul so that I can learn to fly or something. (laughs) Okay. So I left. Okay. but But he seems to be so aloof that he might not be involved. And he gave an alibi for Lord Falandinar. So... What did you find out from Amic and who's the other person we're going to question? Oh, Lord Falundinar. I didn't really learn anything from Amic. Amic didn't really have much to say, honestly. We just talked about his top hat and where he got it. Um, but Lord Falundinar, he was the other one that Dello accused of potentially having a reason to have a grudge against Garrett. So I think we really need to talk to him. Well, you want to confront him first or his wife first? Oh, I don't know if we know where Lady Falundinar is. If we find her den, then we definitely know that it was Lord Falendinar, so maybe we should go looking for her first. All right. Maybe the Fearbog saw something. Okay. Should we go downstairs and see if we can find him? I don't know. I mean, he was down there, but he was doing a bad job at Hacky Sack, and I think he's trying to hit on the Rakshasa. Well, I don't want to get in his way. Maybe we can just let him know what our plan is, because I don't see Lady Falendinar out on the deck, right, DM? Nope. Yeah, I think maybe we should go knock on the Lord and Lady's door and see if she's in there. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we go downstairs and try to find their room. Okay, I guess you know which one it is, sure. I knock. All right, you don't get an answer, but Talakir says, are you looking for somebody or? We were looking for Lady Falendinar. I think that I just saw her go into the uh, cafeteria there. Hmm, thanks. Let's head into the cafeteria then. Yeah, we head into the cafeteria. The mess hall, some of them call it. Are you coming with us, Emily? Are you? Oh, did I hear anything? They walked right, You heard that conversation. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm like, hey, guys, hang on one sec, okay? Just wait. One second? I say okay, but we don't slow down. And I go into the infirmary, and I'm like, hey, doc. Uh, yes? Does she look like she's doing an autopsy? Yeah, she's, like, still, like, touching the outside bits or whatever. I got two requests. Okay. One, I got real bad acid stomach. Do you have any antacids? Maybe. And two, can I have his hat to give to his buddy Vern? Sure. She gives you his hat, and then she goes over to a shelf and gets some tablets that she hands to you. Thank you. They're mint-flavored. Nice. I leave. I follow them into the cafeteria. All right. You go into the cafeteria. What secrets are still hidden on the Fane Rider? Who casts Shatter in the pantry? And what were they trying to cover up? 
find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. It's the Bardic Mystery Tour. There's only one thing we implore. Tell all your friends and they'll tell more. Warn your sheriff cause we're kicking indoors. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com. I have a I have a spell question. Can I use my unseen servant to like go listen to them? I haven't always been super good at spelling, but I can try to help you. U N S E A R V A N T. Do you ever just want to hit both of them in their dumb faces? Here's the thing. Like not hard, but just enough so they feel it. Yeah, we talk about Raj and Sally. So unseen servant doesn't. Um, oh, it's mindless. Yeah. Um, it's too bad I don't have an extendable ear that I could make it carry over. You do have better hearing than me, though. I could cast invisibility on you, but you like to waste my spell slots, so it doesn't seem like a good idea. Wow. Not that I know that in character, so as soon as we get out of earshot, I'll still offer that to you.